my suggestion, what do you say about uh, Red Alert? Should we talk about yeah, Red yeah, Alert definitely. today? Yeah. yeah. Um, because that was, that was to the, the listener here of the welcome to the Indigo North podcast, by the way. <laughs> Hello. Um, Simon and I are going to talk about Red Alert. The very first song, Simon, that you and I What? ever collaborated on. Yes, because initially I sent you a batch of lyrics. You did. No musical structure to them whatsoever. Yeah. And you magically turned them into uh, songs. And this this was the the best of those. And when you sent me back the song from this, I was like, oh yes, I found I found the person now to to, yeah. to work with. Well, I, I don't know how I don't know how you did it. You, I, I'm looking forward to explaining to people how you managed to turn that into a song. Yeah, it was as you say. It was um, well. The structure was was um, not the way it ended up being. Uh, I think I actually just took. Um, It says my heart's on red alert um, in the in the chorus, and um, that was I think that was just a sentence somewhere, in 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 yeah. it was like a poem that you had written, right? Yeah. Um, and I just took that and said, oh, that sounds like a that could be a chorus line, and I just repeated that um, over the demo several times, and and then. And then magically, uh, I think I think I sent it back to you, and and you redid some things, probably some shoehorning of syllables and stuff like that, because we yeah. always, sometimes we, not always, but sometimes we have to do that. And then we, after a couple of of files back and forth, I think we ended on 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 the on the results as yeah. it is now. Because yeah. I I think I've, I've mentioned to you before that. I, that You weren't the first person I contacted. No. And, and one of the people who, and I sent that lyric to people, one of the people that came back changed it to Crimson Alert. Yeah. Which, which doesn't, I mean, there is no phrase Crimson Alert. It doesn't no. even make any sense. So no. When you came back, not only with it, the song more or less intact, but, you know, it sounded amazing. I was like, oh, <laughs> I found, found the right person now. I mean, yeah. who changes it to Crimson Alert? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I've I've um, we could we could talk about this in a minute as well about general collaborations because I've been, I've, you and I have been approached by by another uh, collaborator in the U.S. and 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 um, we 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 may may not do something there. I don't know, but you know the 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 right fit with a songwriting partner is, is, is actually not as easy as, as you would think. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, well, I'm happy you liked Red Alert and I was happy. I was pretty, pretty, pretty nervous when, when I sent you the, the, the song the first time, because um, you never know what people think. And it's, oh. you, you kind of expose yourself there. I mean, not just with, <laughs> with a musical style that's one thing um but also do you do you like what i've done with with your words and um, i think any songwriter will recognize that songs in a uh, words in a song they're not just words you know you have to you have to sing them right and, yeah. and put the right emphasis and the syllables need to be right i think in modern songwriting nowadays 
people do anything, you know, Sia and it's Sheeran, all the big ones, they, they will shoehorn anything and you will actually have to pay attention to listen to what, what are they actually singing? It's <laughs> true. But, but you and I, we're, we're, we're a generation older, I think. And, and we, we just, we like that you can understand what's actually being sung, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it was a, it was a good experience, and since then, we have um, we have been working together. Um, do do you remember the 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 lyrics? So, do you, do you want to do to talk about what what brought you to um, yes to to tell the story? It, it was based on uh, real life. Um, I think yeah. it says I can't remember one of the first lines. I think is it. Going back to when I was eleven or something like that, so it was mm-hmm. around that age. It was when I was in primary school, and there was a girl I liked and that I used to spend a lot of time with. Yeah, and well, I think she liked me, but this is what the whole song's about. She would, yeah. she would never admit it. She would never admit it for the whole time. Okay, that we were kind of very close friends. Yeah. And so that that that's what that song is about. Why yeah. why won't you why won't you admit it? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. this time together, it's you know, but yeah. And that, uh, that's what it was about. So it was a, uh, you know, through that, obviously I I mean I was only young at the time, so I can't say I was particularly hurt, but you know, still it hurts. And yeah. so that's that, that's that whole thing. Well, I've been through this experience where I've been hurt, and therefore, you know, my heart is always on red alert now for whatever happens in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so that's where that's where that lyric comes from. Yeah. So it was like a like a first crush song. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, she would she would never admit it back. No. Not not that I ever admitted it in public either. But I think I made it <laughs> because you know you don't want to because you don't want to put yourself like you know don't put yourself out there. So I mean I never particularly admitted it to anybody either. But I think no. I made it pretty clear, and then she would always just shut it shut it yeah. down and say oh I, no actually i like this person or i like this person no but, you know well why that's why you become a songwriter <laughs> <laughs> that's why you become a songwriter simon that's you know yeah. in order to tell these stories <laughs> it is yeah, yeah but, so it's not a particularly happy song really but <laughs> no just, but uh, you know no but but it's why? it's a very realistic song it's not it's not particularly depressing either i I think it's just it's just um and it's 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 it was a bit up tempo that's again back to a a theme i think we've discussed that that contrast between having sort of depressing or not so happy lyrics and then then up tempo music i mean i i I am a sucker for that that contrast i I always enjoy that oh i think i think we've discussed this before but all all the best pop songs have that kind of combination yeah um and i remember i think it was brett anderson from suede i heard an interview with and he expressed the same thing an example he gave of that kind of song was uh suspicious minds by Mm -hmm. uh, elvis presley that that is such a song that actually you can feel really happy singing yeah but the lyric is actually quite sad yeah and then you know that all the best pop songs have that have that kind of combination yeah i am um i am actually uh right now i am into um 
the get back film that has just been released on yes. Disney Plus. Um, we can do a, rec- a recommendation. This is our podcast. We're allowed to do anything here, Simon. So <laughs> I want to mention uh, Get Back because it's actually about songwriting. Um, if you, if it's a great, great, great any anybody, not just Beatles for Beatles fans, but for anybody who's into songwriting and the creative process of well making songs recording songs this is this is a must see because you see how lennon mccartney and sometimes also uh, ringo and 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 george harrison they they're into that process and how they work together and the dynamics between them this is really interesting and um and the beatles you know they had this lennon mccartney they had this happy up-tempo music and and depressing lyrics uh and uh, that was really um that's really interesting so if you haven't seen it Simon, i can recommend it I've I've seen two of the episodes. I've got to watch the last one with yeah. the uh, the rooftop concert. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I I mean for me because I'm not a musician. There's a certain point where I don't really understand. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> you know? well, that's true. Yeah, but still, yeah. the 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 dynamics are very interesting between the group. The yeah. uh, going up to a point where George Harrison actually quits the band. Yeah. Is is particularly fascinating because you see John and Paul constantly referring to each other, yeah, and not including him. Yeah, and then you know eventually he's like, "Well, I've had enough." (laughs) And it it was actually interesting for me to see as well that they were they were because I always thought that 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 whole period this this is about recording "Let It Be" the album. Um, Yeah, and and um, what not. Too many people know maybe is that later on after after this film sort of ends they actually go on to record abbey road the album and um but well up until now i've I've always thought that they were always arguing they were always like fighting each other and and they hated to see each other they couldn't stand each other yeah. this is that was not the case at all no. no they they were working and you see lennon and mccartney at several scenes in the film where they actually stand close to each other each with a guitar or a bass for for paul and they just jam and you can you can see in their eyes they're connecting yeah. and they they have that energy and and like you know in the in in the old days for them so that was really uh, it was really really in, a, a joy to see in fact, and um, sadly, uh, well, uh, well, they ended soon after. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I think that was the intention of this film, wasn't it? To show you know, there's a misconception that this because this album was released last, yeah. not recorded last, but released last, yeah. and this film released. There's this conception that this was what broke them up, and. The, I mean, this, this film shows, although there were obviously stresses and strains as there would be of anyone, it, it wasn't. They went on to record yeah. another yeah. album, and it was John Lennon who eventually said, "Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's yeah. more life than than being a Beatle." So, yeah. and that, and that ended it. Not not the process of doing this. No film. No an album. I've, I heard it said that um, recording Abbey Road. Um, because the Let It Be recordings uh, get back here in, 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 the, in the film. Um, they, they were just done live, all those recordings. So you, you, 
you don't see them do overdubs and re-record the same thing over and over again. But they did that on Abbey Road, the, the following album that they recorded. And that was eventually what what broke them up because apparently Paul McCartney is pretty, you know, <laughs> yeah. he wants it perfect. And 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 so the, it, it just took a toll on everybody because hey, he wanted hey. to re-record stuff all the time. I, I think the thing is he always did it on songs that, weren't his strongest songs anyway. So on Abbey Road, the one he made them do over and over and over again was Maxwell Silverhammer. Yeah. Which is not the best song. <laughs> so I mean <laughs> doing it once would have probably been enough. <laughs> and then um the one that broke them on the White album was doing Obla D Obla Da, which you know is a good good pop song. But again, do you need to record it hundred times no. now I don't so <laughs> exactly so I, that's that's the trouble. Not only did he make them do it, but he did it on songs that weren't even his his best songs. I actually enjoy Obladi Oblada. I don't know why. It's, it's, a, it's a good song, yeah. but I'm pretty sure if you had to record it a hundred times, that yeah, yeah. because he, he's decided I don't know the vocal isn't quite right or you know whatever yeah. it is, oh, drive you mad. Exactly. I sometimes I, I sometimes have the same thing with our songs or or any other of the songs that I I sing, and I'm not you know particularly good singer but i can hear when something is not quite the way you you would want it and 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 sometimes it's just not possible or other times um someone hears it and and get back gets back to me and say you know you might sing that one a little differently and oh i have to do that again <laughs> i'm just sort of i've just moved on you know and you know songs are like are like children eventually you just have to leave them and just <laughs> leave That's in it. peace and then just uh, yeah. go on to do other stuff you know That's it. yeah so um but about collaborations in general I, I mean you and i we've been working together for for a very long time i'm um we as i said earlier on we we've been contacted by someone and 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 we will see if it works out or not but i i i keep asking myself about work ethics as as a collaborator um because you and i i mean we don't do this full time so so we we do it whenever we have the time and we both seem to have an understanding for that yeah but at least we inform each other about you know i can't do it this week or i'll do it in two weeks time then you know yeah um i'm i'm very frustrated that maybe it's an industry thing i don't know that you know creative people and they're not so organized that may be it but most other collaborators that i have been in contact with they they just don't have that work ethic yeah have you have you worked with others um with that um, like I, that where you I, just not because it's only really you i work with and I'm thinking of the people we, you know, music-wise. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the people we've collaborated with. Yeah. That yes, they've not quite been on, as the, same, on the same page as us. <laughs> no. But at the same time, they, you know, they've not been terrible either. So you know. No, that's it's, true. So it's, it's not to reach that point where you're like, oh, for goodness' sake. But equally, they weren't. You know, they said they'd do something whenever, and they actually they never did. But yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it's. That's probably something that people may or may not know, but but creating music, uh, whether you are a musician full time or you are a lyricist or what, I mean, 
you have to deal with it as a business. As a, uh, it may not be full time, but when you work on stuff, at least be respectful of your collaborators and and respect deadlines and, and stuff. And I can't can't uh, understand why that is so hard. I mean, um, it's I don't have it's, the answers for you, Anders. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Just, no, I'm just letting my frustration go off here. But it's it's just we we I think both of us we would love to just you know anybody who's interested um, yeah. it would be nice. But um, yeah, this 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 I, I I sort of and I again back to the Get Back movie, which fascinated me a lot. One thing that seemed to to um, to really really get on Paul McCartney's nerves was the other three ADHD personas just goofing around a lot of time, a lot of the time, you know? And then he just, there's a a sequence in the film where he said, you know, we we should at least achieve something every day. Just, you know, just a little thing, just tiny steps. We should should, should feel that we've done something, you know? And uh, they were just looking at him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they ended up not liking him because he was the taskmaster yeah. and the rest of them were just like oh <laughs> yeah we do it when we want to do it and he's very much well we should try and have some kind of schedule otherwise we're never gonna complete anything yeah yeah well they had sort of a, a schedule with you know they, they would get in 10 o'clock in the morning and leave at six o'clock yeah. at night but again but they wouldn't it, it, whether they, they weren't very productive anything, no you know, and he they was did... very much like well we should try and name to get you know, I don't know, two songs done or, you yeah, know, exactly. or half a song done or, you know, whatever it was, whereas that just coming in, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. Exactly. It's nothing, then it's nothing. Yeah. No, but, but uh, well, uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, a great insight to, um, was. to um, a period, of, uh, a very important musical period. I mean, for, for, for the whole, I guess, for the whole world. I mean, yeah. They really set a mark there, and and yeah, I think um, somebody pointed out that it's it's a shame actually that the thing they decided to film them on was let it be and not like there were no cameras there for like you know creating you know strawberry fields or yeah, you yeah. know some of the other stuff. It's like oh, why why have filmed that one where you know it's still a good album, but it's you know it's probably their weakest album. It's like yeah, it's, that's the one you actually get filmed. I I I enjoy. I, I mean, the song "Let It Be" is a good song. Um, yeah. Um, and get back. Uh, yeah. Um, I enjoy a couple of the songs of of "Let It Be" on the "Let It Be" album. But yeah, um, actually, uh, don't mention this if you talk to Paul McCartney or Paul if you hear this podcast. But my favorite Beatles song of all time is actually um, "Here Comes the Sun." Um, yeah, it's a very beautiful song, yeah, it's and it's a George George Harrison yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, excellent song. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, but but Paul made uh, Paul wrote really good. So yesterday is a good song. So I mean, I he know. wrote lots of yeah amazing songs. So he uh, did. Yeah. Yes, his his legacy is safe in the world. <laughs> I think they're all going to be remembered. So. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I think um, if you think about what they did after the Beatles. I think uh, both Lennon and McCartney were, were were writing really good songs. I mean, obviously, imagine. Well, yeah. 
and uh, George, of course, because he had all the songs that they they rejected already to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he must have had, you know, he probably released a couple of albums. You know, you know all, all, all Things Must Pass is a, is a very good album, and that's yeah. because he, he had pretty much all those songs yeah. ready where the others had rejected them, but they were they were decent songs. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Also, right up until the, 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 the 80s, George did, George Harrison did, did some, I, I, I enjoyed uh, Got My Mind Set On You. It was a typical 80s pop song, but, but still, yeah. nevertheless, it was quite catchy. And, uh, was. Yeah. I, I believe that's a cover version, though, but I don't know who did the original. Oh, okay. But I think it is. Is it a cover version? I thought I he wrote so. it. Oh. Some, somebody might need to go and uh, corroborate that, but I think so. Oh, Anyways, Simon, do you have anything to uh, to add to... Do you want to say something about Red Alert that we haven't well, I already? Just, I was just going to say that we went through a phase... Because it's quite a vulnerable song. I went through a yeah. phase of trying to find a female True, singer yeah. to do it. Yeah, we, we actually um, had... And I did... I mean, we did manage to get a vocal, but then I think we wanted more things and then the person vanished. But... Um, I don't know whether we could make that version available just as a contrast because I quite I quite like it. Not, not there's anything wrong with your singing, but I quite like yeah. it, the the female the female voice. Yeah, it just adds a layer of vulnerability to it. I yeah, think. that's true. That's true. Um, we did. I might have that one. That's an older version. Oh, yeah, demo. I, I've I've got it somewhere, so I can uh, yeah can provide it to you. But if uh, we can find it, we will um, put yeah. it up at the end and of this episode. the The other thing I want to say is I like the uh, the kind of do do do's and all that kind of stuff that you've yeah. put in it, and it always reminds me a bit of um, Tom Steiner by Suzanne Vega. Yeah, you see that kind of vibe i think so yeah yes they were the two things i wanted to say yeah well true um that's also a good song tom's diner that was a complete a cappella song yeah yeah um yeah um we've had red alert ha- ha- has had a couple of lives a couple of um uh, versions and i think the one and that we ended up releasing um was actually a fifth, fourth or fifth version, in fact. Um, so, so um, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's not the first one that that's that's out there. It's it's um, it has been modified a couple of times. It is, yeah, it's the best version. Sorry, it is the best version. It is. It is, <clears throat> it is the best version we could possibly make at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, well, that's true. But I'm I'm quite happy with it. Um, we we I, I I did, I did polish it quite a lot, and I sang the vocals many 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 times. Um, and um, yeah, well, the listener will will have to judge after this episode because it will be it will be played. <laughs> well, Simon, um, thank you for taking the time to. Um, to, to talk about yet another Indigo North song. My pleasure. Um, we both have lots to do here um, over the next time, but but hopefully we'll be back soon. I mean, yeah. if time allows, we will make an episode every once in a while Definitely. for the listeners. Uh, it's certainly our intention. So um, thank you for listening. And um, thank you very much.
we'll hear you soon. <laughs> Bye. Take Bye. Back to when I was just 11 Even then I knew what it was like to be in heaven Every time I talked to him he would laugh Everywhere he walked I followed the same path So why would he, why would he lie to me? People kept asking me if I'd given up denying Said he had a crush on this other girl and I was trying But crushes and lovers so far apart As he very well knew deep down in his heart So why would he why would he lie to me? He never admitted he loved me Could better say those precious words He never admitted he loved me The situation was truly absurd my heart on red alert, love equals hurting 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 And ever since we said goodbye on that fateful day A fest of every boy that comes on along my way I've laughed and smiled in all the right places I've seen the beauty and outline of their faces But I always know love just equals hurt So I keep my heart on, on red alert Now I sit here all alone thinking what might have been and I still hear him in my dreams, it seems I wonder where on earth he is now And be explaining to some poor girl how He must lie, he must lie To pass her by He never admitted he loved me couldn't bear to say those precious words He never admitted he loved me 
The situation was truly absurd Her laughing in my dreams, so it seems. 